It's lovely to meet you guys. Um, we've been running a track called What's the Point this week. This is our second um, in this uh, stream. And Wendy's going to be coming to speak to us on what is the point in prayer. Uh, I just want to kind of set you up and tell you a little bit about what we're going to do. So Wendy's going to speak for about 15 minutes. Then I'm going to invite some friends up and we're going to sit and we're going to answer some questions that we thought you guys would really want to know the answers to. Um, and that'll be maybe another 15 minutes. And then at the end of that, if you have a really burning question that you think, gosh, I, these guys just haven't quite got to it, then we're going to give you an opportunity to raise your hands and you can ask the questions. Um, and then um, I think Wendy's got some exciting things in store for us. Hello, come on in. And then right at the end, we'll call out a colour and we're going to see who gets to win some Smarties. We've also got a couple of extra prizes today, so we'll be looking out for people who have really good faces. Do you know one thing, if you've ever been up the front and you've ever had an opportunity to speak in front of these people, is most people's listening faces look like this. But actually having a really good time. So just think about the people who are speaking. It's something you can take away when you get back into your, into your churches. You can sit here like this. Look like you're really enjoying stuff. Oh, something I did just want to pass on to you, and you've probably grown at me. When you get back to New Day, about to New Day, when you get back to church... Maybe some of you got church this Sunday. Maybe some of you got church like in a couple of weeks' time. And people say to you, hey, how was New Day? You can say, intense. You're welcome. You can take that home. You can take that home. I've, been tra- I've got two daughters. They're nine and seven. I've been training them for about three weeks. What are you going to say? How was New Day? It was intense. Okay. At least one of you is going to use that. All right. Wendy, we can do a swap. I'll hand out the seminar tickets. Jamie's going to hand out the seminar tickets. Here she comes. Let's give her a clap for walking up to the front. Well done, Wendy. Okay. Um, Can everyone hear me? If you can't hear, you might have to come here. Uh, Jez just said yesterday people didn't hear, so he's moved the speakers. I don't know. So I'll try and be loud. Right. What I'd like you to do, we just had a morning meeting. So can everyone stand up? Oh. (laughs) Okay, everyone stands up. Let's have a good look at you all. Nice. (laughs) Okay. Can you sit down if all your friends are just friends from school? So if your only friends are friends from school, have a sit down. Nothing wrong with that. School friends are awesome. Can you sit down if your friends are from church and school? So you've got, yeah, main, main group of friends, church or school. Okay. That's good. Can you sit down if your main group of friends are also from clubs that you're part of and groups that you see during the week? Oh, you guys have got so many friends. Can you sit down if all your friends live within like five, ten minutes drive from your house? Oh. You guys are awesome. Got so many friends. Okay. Can I have, put your hands up, can you tell me how do you keep in touch with these people? So let me hear some things, shout out, yeah. WhatsApp, okay, so we're having a bit, oh, Xbox app, okay, yep. Seeing them every week, nice. Lovely, all right, everyone sit down. (laughs) Okay, so... When we have friends, 
We might Xbox, WhatsApp them, Snapchat them, text them. Some people, it's very old-fashioned these days, get a telephone and call. What the? (laughs) So when we have friendships, it's all about communication. You can't build a friendship if you're not connecting with that person. And I'm going to tell you about my only two friends in the world. Now, I've got more than two. But two friends who used to live with me in Eastbourne. And they moved away, which was very sad. One friend is amazing at keeping in touch. So we WhatsApp, we call, we meet up, we have lunches, we've had a holiday together. And we're really good mates. And our relationship has stayed really tight. My other friend, who I won't name and shame, is that person. We've all got them. You text them. You know that they've read the message and nothing. And then you text them again, nothing. And you're like, then I try calling, nothing. Knock on their door, nothing. And I'm still friends amazingly with this person, but it's very, very one-sided. And that's a little bit like prayer. In order for prayer to work and our relationship with God to work, it's got to be a two-way thing. It can't be one person doing all the work And the other one, just blanking, I'm too busy, haven't got time for you, it's not going to work. So this seminar, if you're thinking it's a single one, quickly run next door, because we're looking at what is prayer and how do you pray. And praying sounds really, oh, sometimes, doesn't it? Sometimes we've heard these big traditional prayers or these big vows and darts, and we think, oh, I can't do it. But prayer is just communicating with God. It's having a two-way conversation that you and God just talk to each other, okay? And it doesn't work if it's one-way conversation. It gets hard, okay? We need a two-way conversation. And um, I wanted a clip, but there's no screen in here. But hands up if you've ever seen the film Bruce Almighty. It's quite old now. Such a good film. Go home and watch it. It's really fun. But basically, if you haven't watched it, it's about a guy who gets given the responsibility of being God for a week. And he starts hearing all these voices and thinking, I don't know how to answer all these prayers. So he goes through. So it's silly. It's it's a Jim Carrey silly film. And he basically goes, right, I'm going to put them all in filing cabinets. And suddenly this whole room fills with filing cabinets. And he can't keep up. Then he tries post-it notes and it ends up being like this yellow, big, whopping look of paper. Then he tries emails and he gives up. And sometimes I think we think the one-way relationship of prayer is we're doing all the work, where's God? Sometimes we think the weak link in my friendship with God is God. It's not me. I'm doing everything right. God's not doing what he should be doing. And I just want to tell you, if that's where you're at this morning, you're 100% wrong. (laughs) Unfortunately, (laughs) we're the weakest link. God, when we read the Bible, it doesn't say that he's distant. It doesn't say that he's unloving and hasn't got time for us. It's the complete opposite. When you read the Bible, it tells us that God knows every hair on our heads. If you ever looked at how many hairs you've got in like just one piece of, you know, it's mental. He knows how many hairs you have on your heads. In Psalms, it says he knows when you wake up 
and when you lie down. He knows every thought you are thinking before you think it. So if there's any weak link in the relationship of this conversation with God, it's 100% us and nothing of God, okay? Thank the Lord he is not human and he's not Jim Carrey. He is our mighty God, creator of the universe, but so intimate that he wants a relationship with you. So what is the point of prayer? It is building a relationship with God. The more you talk to God, the more you feel closer to God, the more you and your relationship with God is going to develop. So, 30 seconds, talk to someone near you. Do you pray? When do you pray? And how often? Off you go. Okay, finish up. Oh, you're very obedient. Good. (laughs) Okay, so now you've kind of evaluated the person next to you, how often they pray and when. And we're going to get an opportunity at the end to actually go for it and have a bit of prayer, okay? So if you've never prayed before, we're going to go for a real quick run through just so everyone goes, oh, is that it? Because it's really quite straightforward. So I don't know if you've ever been somewhere and you see one of those glass boxes and it says, in an emergency, break. I mean, I'm always tempted. I'm like, what is an emergency? Can I just break it? But we know it's for an emergency. And some of us, that's what prayer's like. We're a bit rusty, you know, like who's been to the prayer meeting? Mm. Who wants to pray about anything? Mm. Suddenly something really big happens and we smash that box and we're like, God, help us. And that's okay. You know, God doesn't mind those emergency prayers, but it's not good for your relationship. If you want to build your relationship with God, it needs to be an everyday thing, like eating, sleeping, waking, going to bed. Like we need prayer to be that everyday thing. And there's a book in the Bible called Colossians. And in Colossians 4, it says we need to devote ourselves to prayer. Okay, it's like a command. Come on, guys. You love Jesus. Devote yourself to prayer. What does that mean? That means devote yourself to prayer. That means every day we wake up, we might have a shower, uh, we brush our teeth, hopefully, we have some food. Pray. Chat to God. He's your Father God. He loves you. Like, why would you not want to include Him in your day? We need to get better. I don't think it's even a generational thing. I think people are rubbish at praying and we need to get better. It's so good for us to have a regular conversation with God. And you might think, well, hang on, you've just said, Wendy, that God knows every hair on my head. He knows what I'm thinking before I think. He knows what I'm saying before I say. What is the point of then going, right, I'm going to pray? The whole point is, God wants a relationship with all of you. He needs to be part of it. He wants you to be part of it. He knows that you're having a rubbish day, but he wants you to tell him that you're having a rubbish day because that builds your relationship. If you're really wanting to see answers to prayer on healing, on something that's really painful in your life, he wants you to break down and cry and reach out because that's going to build the relationship. Prayer is so about building a relationship with our mighty God. And what happens when we pray? Okay, 
breaks us down, doesn't it? Sometimes my eyes are just fixed on me. Oh, whoa, Wendy. Oh, it's such a bad day. Look what's happened to me. It's all about me, 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 me. And then you go on social media and it's about me, me, you, 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 me, me, me. And we get consumed with that. As soon as you pray, your eyes suddenly look up. They look up and they go, oh, oh yeah, I've got a God who loves me. Oh, I've got a God who really wants to be part of my life. Oh, I've got a God who died for me and has rose again and is amazing. And even though all of this is going on, oh my goodness, I love my God. It means when we start looking up, when everyone tells you, oh, you're so stupid or you're ugly or you're thick, you look up and God says you're beautiful. God says you're a child of God. God says you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. And suddenly, prayer becomes your power tool that you can go into every day and bash down the lies. Suddenly, the eyes aren't on you. They're on God, which is a much better way to live your day. It also helps us to rely on God. Sometimes we might say, God, can you help me with dot, dot, dot. And then we have to wait, (laughs) which is not good because we're in a world where everything's fast. I get frustrated at McDonald's when I'm waiting more than two minutes for my Big Mac. I'm like, come on, guys, where's the fast food? We're not good if things aren't quick, but we need to learn to wait on God. And that's a really good skill to have. It helps us to really rely on him. And also to be vulnerable. Sometimes, like we heard in the meeting last night, we've got those scars. We've got that pain that we live through and carry. And God wants it all. God wants you to give everything to him. He wants to share in your pain, your heartache, the smallest thing. It might just be that the boy you really fancied is going out with someone else. And no one gets it. God gets it. God knows that was a heartache and a pain and he wants to be there for you. He wants to live life for you, with you each day. It helps us to align our hearts and to move forward. Sometimes we're so fixated on our lives, maybe school, all your teachers are like pressing you, GCSEs, GCSEs, and life gets consuming. And actually when we pray, we remind ourselves of the bigger picture We remember there's this whole world that God loves. And our whole world, last night when Andre was talking about Ukraine, it's so good to remember what other people are going through. For praying for our friends, our family, but the nations. Praying for things that hurt people and cause pain. Let's get ourselves aligned with where God's heart's going. It also helps us, and this is a big one, to confess. I think... We all sin. We've all woke up this morning and maybe you thought something, oh, you look rough. You know what I mean? Like we've all had a bad thought this morning, I'm sure. (laughs) If you haven't, hallelujah, well done. But like we all sin. We all make mistakes. We're all selfish. And actually what happens is our sin meter, it gets filled up. And the more things we sort of do a little bit wrong or big wrong, it carries on filling up until the devil or the enemy It's like got a foothold in your life because he knows you're feeling guilty about maybe stealing that. He he knows you're feeling guilty that you left that person out and the enemy loves it. 
and he starts rubbing you down. And he starts saying, oh, you're no good. I can't believe you're at New Day. Can't believe you call yourself a Christian. And he brings the condemnation and he brings the guilt. And you start feeling really, really battered. And actually, when we pray, that's just empty our sin. Let's just give it all to God. Because God knows. God knows what you've done. And he loves you anyway. So why hold on to it and let the enemy have a foothold in your life? Just confess. Give it to God. Say, I'm sorry. Praise the Lord. He forgives us. Like That's so important to regularly be doing that. It reminds us to be thankful. There are so many moaners in the world. Hands up if you know a moaner. Oh, they drain, don't they? I work in a school and teachers, oh my goodness, love to suck the life out of me and moan and moan and moan. And actually, I end up start getting moany as well. Actually, the days I pray, the days I put my eyes and lift them up to God and remind myself of how thankful I am that I'm alive, what God's done. Gosh, it changes. The rainy day becomes sunshine and I can live a different way. But I would say the biggest thing I don't want to take home today about prayer, it builds your relationship with God. You cannot know and get closer to God unless you pray. Unless you're regularly talking to God, it's going to be a one-sided affair with God going, hey, I'm waiting, and you're just not there. So what is prayer? There's no special technique. You don't need to worry if you're really common. You've got lots of banter. God loves it. God loves when I'm laughing my head off in the car chatting to him. I know he does. He loves you being you. Don't try and be someone else. Don't think, oh, I'm not very holy because I haven't got up at five in the morning. I'm not getting up at five either. You pick the time that works for you and you pray, okay? And uh, in James 4, verse 8, it says, draw close to God and he will draw close to you. Every time you pray, you are drawing yourself closer to God, which is always going to be a good thing. Um, So I've got two more verses. One is 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 17, which says, praying without ceasing. Do not stop praying. Now, I don't know about you guys, but in my day, I'm quite busy. I've got lots of things going on. My mind's busy. The idea of praying about everything for hours, I haven't got time. But like I read this book and I really like this phrase. This guy said about these breathe prayers, this little breath prayer. So I am a teacher. I'm not a moany teacher. Um, But I'm a teacher and some days it is tough. And I'll go into my classroom and I'll be like, God, give me strength. Sorry. God, give me strength. Other days, I'll say, God, can you just shine your light down? Can you just be with this classroom? My voice is going. (laughs) Can I borrow your drink, Steve? (coughs) Not prepared. Oh, get prepared. Right. (laughs) So 
You can just do little quick one prayers. Like if you're going into the meeting tonight, you could say, God, just bless me tonight. God, speak to me. It doesn't have to be every prayer is a real full-on prayer. I really like the idea of just little prayers every day. Now, people, my husband mainly, mocks me. So when me and my kids go to the library in Eastbourne, there is nowhere to park. And there's like a couple of bays. And if we can get a space there, oh my gosh, I'm so happy. And as we're driving to the library, I say to the kids, come on. Let's pray for that parking space. And my husband rolls his eyes like, oh, come on. And we always get a space. Praise the Lord. And whether that is a good thing to pray for or not, I'm including God in every part of my life. And I'd prefer him to be there in that parking space than not. So there's nothing too big or too small you can't just do that quick prayer for. Well, my final verse is in Philippians 4 verse 6 best verse. I love this verse. And it says, do not worry about anything. It said, pray, give thanks for everything. So when we're praying, it's so good to give thanks. But it says for everything, nothing's too big, nothing's too small. You just tell God everything. He's got more than enough time to listen to you and to build your relationship. So just before we get the panel up, I've just got a a little acronym that I found. I thought it was always helpful to have something to take home because sometimes you get there and you think, how do I pray? What do I do? And so we're gonna, I'm going to tell you this and we're going to do it all together, okay? So it spells pray. I thought this is a good one. And uh, so the P, P stands for praise, okay? I think it's always good when you pray to start off thanking Jesus. So we're going to do this. We're going to do it all like step by step, Everyone shut your eyes. Going to give you 30 seconds. We're just going to say thank you for dot, dot, dot. Okay, ready? Go. Thank you, God, that you've been with us this week. Okay, easy. We've started our prayer. Awesome. R. R stands for repent. That's get all that sin bucket emptied. That's not let the devil have any foothold on us today. So it might be a bit quieter on this one, depending on what you've been up to. But we're going to repent. So shut your eyes and you're going to say, sorry, God, for dot, dot, dot. Sorry, God, that I felt too tired this morning. (laughs) Okay. Next one, A. A stands for ask. Okay, there might be something you really want to ask. It might be a friend. It might be that you've just become a Christian and you want to know God more. It might be that you're not feeling it or you're a bit tired. Whatever it is, you can ask God tonight. So Aisha, let's do one request. Go. Lord God, I pray that you'll work your miracles and power today. And finally, the why. And this one, it's like that sort of old-fashioned word. It stands for yield. Anyone know what yield means? Oh, we've got three hands. Awesome. So the word yield basically means surrender to God. It's just being real. It's just when you pray, don't try and be something you're not. Just be vulnerable, real, and give it to God. So we end it with a big amen, which means I agree. I'm with this. Thank you, God, that you're here. So everyone, okay, so if you've never prayed, that was the simplest prayer. 
And that's awesome. <laughs> that is basically what prayer is. And we're going to get the panel up now to do a few questions just to prepare you as I was preparing this talk. And for people in my you, well, I'm not, people in the church I'm in, I've been to the youth group and this is my big passion, tongues. And if you don't speak in tongues today, I'm going to talk about it after the panel and we're going to get speaking in tongues because I tell you, it's the best gift and I want all of you up for it, okay? So that's where we're landing, just to psych you all up. Bye over to the panel first. Wonderful. Let's give Wendy a round of applause. So I'm going to invite Steve and Akeem and Wendy. Do you want to grab a seat? So I think that Wendy served us wonderfully well. I think what she said is, that prayer is something much bigger than just putting your hands together and closing your eyes and asking things of God. Prayer is an ongoing conversation to build your friendship with Jesus. And there's so many different ways to pray. And Wendy's touched on quite a few of them. One of the ways that I'm learning to pray myself is through something called lament. Now, lament is quite an old-fashioned word, but that's like bringing your sadness to God. And actually, I think that's something also that I just wanted to um, kind of drop in as well, is that if you can get to a point where when you're having sad days or hard days or things are difficult and you choose to come to God with those things rather than run away from God with those things, that's also a type of prayer. And that's the type of prayer that we see in the Psalms, which is a book in the Bible. King David, who was one of these amazing men who was used by, by God to do wonderful things, came to God in prayer and went, where are you? Why is this happening? Why are good people getting all the good stuff and all the holy people aren't? And that's a really good way of learning to pray as well. So the Bible, particularly the Psalms, is absolutely littered with kind of like um, ready-made prayers that you can read through and, and even just take out kind of verses from. Or you can use the P-R-A-Y um, analogy that um, Wendy used as well. So you should be fully equipped before you head off. But we wanted to make sure that we asked some questions um, just to continue to kind of debunk what prayer is and what it isn't. Um, so maybe when I ask the questions, you guys can just introduce yourselves and where you're from briefly as well. Um, but, okay. Um, I'm going to ask the first question to this guy here. Um, your question is, can I write my prayers down? Or do they always have to be spontaneous? Okay, hi everyone. My name's Steve. I'm from the Beacon Church in Herne Bay, down on the sunny seaside in Kent. Uh, Kent, uh, do you have to write, speak them out or write them down? Can, can I write them down or can I speak them out? The answer is yes. Um, however you do it, God loves to hear you say things out loud. And sometimes I find when I'm speaking out loud, I'm better at praying. Sometimes I'm better at, rather than sitting in a chair being quiet, praying on my own, within two seconds, I'm thinking about a film I watched last night or what I need to buy at Tesco. But if I'm out for a walk and I'm talking out loud, looking a bit weird, that's why I go to the beach, I find my prayers are much better because I'm saying them out loud. Um, that helps me, but writing them down sometimes, you know, sometimes there's something really difficult you need to say to someone and you start working out a script in your head and something, writing it down helps first, even writing a letter. Sometimes if there's a really difficult thing going on, that just helps you work out with God what is going on in your heart and how to express it to him. Sometimes that helps you. Either way, he gets it. And either way, Romans chapter 8 says the Holy, Holy Spirit helps us just with a groan. So sometimes if your prayer out loud is just like, God, ah, 
he knows exactly what that means. He knows all the finer details and you don't need to explain it all. So as well as writing a script sometimes. All of the above, all works, try it all. Go for it. Wonderful. Um, Akeem, what can, what can we talk to God about and what can we not talk to God about? Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Akeem. I'm from Canterbury, uh, part of uh, City Church Canterbury. Um, we could talk to God about anything, about everything. Um, it could be from, the, from what you do on a daily basis. It could be how you are with your family, with your friends. Um, there is no boundary, no limits to what you can talk to God about. Um, you can lament to God. Um, whatever is happening in your life, you can give thanks uh, for the, all the good things. Um, and you can also give thanks for what's happening. You can ask God for anything. Um, yeah, you can talk to God about absolutely anything. Yeah, and when we say anything, we mean absolutely anything. Um, about four years ago, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. Thankfully, I'm out the other side and all healed. But I had a season where I spoke to God about boobs. <laughs> I came to God in prayer about boobs. And you think, I can't talk to Jesus about boobs. But you can. You can literally talk to Jesus about anything. <laughs> um, Wendy, does it matter who prays? Is God more likely to listen to the prayer of a church leader or somebody in a youth group? He loves us all. We're all children of God. To be honest, if you, your church leaders hear you pray, oh my gosh, you are going to bring the faith level up in your churches. Like, I love it. Like, I think, yes, we were talking as a team this morning and people were just saying the thing they loved about last night was watching you guys pray for each other. Like, no one really cares about us as much. You know what I mean? Like, you guys bringing it, bringing the faith and praying out just stirs faith. So, yeah, anyone can pray, but definitely you guys, definitely the young ones. Um, Steve, a question for you. Um, so, I guess we've touched upon the fact that we can talk to God about anything. Um, hopefully people's kind of faith levels are, are rising, but I'm sure that some of you have been in a season where you've prayed about something and you'd, I guess we kind of frame it as unanswered prayer. Um, we've kind of asked God to move in a particular way and he hasn't done so. Um, and that can be confusing sometimes. And um, I know that you've got a personal kind of testimony. Um, I just wondered if you could speak into that a little bit. Yeah, That's a big question for many of us. We've all got stuff we want <laughs> and we think we know we need and will be best for us and ov obviously God tends to have a better idea as well. Um, in the Psalms it says delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. That doesn't mean I'll de delight myself in the Lord and I'll get a Ferrari. doesn't what he means. But as, it, as you delight yourself in the Lord more your heart changes anyway. Prayer changes us more than anything and your desires of your heart will be more for what he wants for you, and he always knows what's around the corner, he knows all the stuff we don't need. So having that, bearing that in mind for starters really, really helps. But my wife, she has had chronic back pain, chronic back problems for 40 years now, since she was a young kid, and as well as curvature of the spine that was causing aching in early teenage years, she then had a car accident. We'd just been dating for two weeks, and she broke her back in a car accident. She had metal work put in, rods and screws, 
Some years later, that still wasn't working properly. She had more rods and screws put in. Two years ago, she had some more rods and screws put in. She looks like Wolverine on an X-ray now, which is very cool. We have to take her X-rays with us for airport security because she sets them off. We have to show it's not a gun, it's just my bones. But all that time, she's been in constant pain. She's on permanent morphine. She hides it well. You wouldn't know to look at her. She's on 24-7. She's still in pain with morphine. And time and time again, she has been lamenting, crying out to God, will you heal? It makes me cry now. Will you heal me? Time again, we've had snots and tears all over the years. But one thing she will say time and time again, there are still sad days, but there are a lot of joyful days where she, you know, she goes, you know what? God is doing something better. I don't know what it is. And she says, I know one day I have ultimate healing in heaven. And I'm still trusting at some point in this life I will be healed. But while I'm not, I need to remember that God is good. It is impossible for God to change. So tomorrow and the day after, he will still be just as brilliantly, ultimately, eternally good, always. And therefore, even if my desires of my heart right now are something else, if I'm not getting that right now, I need to know that he has something better. She still has down days. That's okay. He's okay with you still having a down day and questioning. He's okay with that. He's bigger than that, and he's able to take it. He's okay with those, ah, prayers. He's fine with that. But the more we pray, the more we trust his character, the more we change within it. And sometimes he does heal. And I've, we've got stories for those as well. So, yeah. I read in a book recently um, that prayer is the language between pain and promise. Prayer gives a language between pain and promise. So for a lot of us, your, your Christian walk and your life with Jesus, this side of glory, will be sort of living with, this really hurts, and I know that you could do something about it. What do I do in that middle bit? And that's where prayer comes in, and that's why I'm saying it's really good to get to learn from your age that I can talk to God about those things, and I can bring my disappointments, and I can bring my requests, my big things and my little things, my mundane things and my kind of impossible things. All of that can be brought to Jesus in prayer. Um, Akeem, uh, a question really around other religions. So a lot of people will know that most other religions pray, and um, so in Islam they pray five times a day and um, all that sort of thing. What would you say the difference, if anything, between Christians praying and other religions praying? So um, I was actually brought up as a Muslim for like the first 10 years of my life. Um, so I, I did pray along with my, with my family, uh, with some of my family, um, in, in a Muslim way, in an Islamic way. Um, the difference that I can say um, is that um, it... it, it Obviously, at that point in time, I thought I was Muslim. Um, and it wasn't until my conversion to Christianity um, into adulthood that I realized or I thought about the difference. But the main difference would be routine. Um, it, it, in, in other religions, or I can only use Islam as an example, because that, that's my sort of personal reference, um, you, it's all sort of set at a set time. And there's a set, set way to do things. Um, there's tradition. Uh, there's a traditional way to do things. Uh, there are things called ablutions, uh, for example, which is a way to ritually clean, cleanse yourself. Um, and that's probably similar to um, the Old Testament. Uh, uh, if you read the book of Leviticus, 
um, is, is probably very similar to that, um, in that you're rich, ritually cleansing yourself uh, with water. Um, with Christianity, the, the difference is that you, you can pray anywhere. You can, you, can, you can pray while you're, I don't know, you don't, probably don't drive right now, but I, I, I pray when I'm driving to work sometimes, when I'm in traffic. Um, I, I don't have to um, do any sort of thing because, because I know Jesus died for me on the cross. Um, I'm, you know, there's already death to sin, so I, I don't have to cleanse myself, I don't think. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm not clean because I've maybe eaten something um, or, or, or um, I've been anywhere. I've talked to, talked to certain people because I, I know I'm forgiven for all of my sins. Um, so, yeah, so th- there's a lot of spontaneity, sp- spontaneity um, in Christ uh, as a Christian. Um, there, there are no set rules. Um, if you believe uh, that you're saved, um, that, that's the main thing. That's where your salvation lies. Um, so, yeah, so th- that would be the main difference for me. Wonderful. One of the... Um Bible verses that always blows my mind is it talks about Jesus interceding on our behalf and interceding is just a kind of another word for prayer um even sat here in this smelly cow shed when you're kind of thinking about what you're going to put in your sandwich or what time you might get a shower today Jesus is praying for you he's interceding on your behalf to God the father saying bless them today father help them to have a really good time send your spirit father that they may meet with you. Bring that thing to the surface, Father. Help them to learn more about me, Father. And so even if you are the only Christian in your family or the only Christian in your friendship group, um, or you go back after New Day and you're the only Christian in whatever environment you find yourself in, you think, I'd love to just have other people praying for me sometimes as I learn to pray for myself. You can know that Jesus, Jesus is praying for you um, all the time, and I just find that incredible. So um, I just want to see, if, is there any other questions, anything that has kind of come up? It's okay if there's not. Just raise your hand if there's anything you'd like to ask the panel. Quick look. Debating, yeah? Okay, who wants to take that? How in the sovereign, if God is sovereign and knows everything, why do we pray and what difference does it make? Um, Yes, he can. And he's more than able. He doesn't need us. He doesn't need the church to do what he's doing. But he's an invitational God who wants us, his family, to be involved in his family business of making the family bigger. He's all about bringing his people home and making that family bigger. And he wants to involve us in that. So like I was just saying earlier, prayer changes us more than anything. Prayer is less about what we, a thing we do. It's more about who we are. It's about a, a 24-7 walk with our father who's going, come on, son, let's go and fix this car together. He's not like, I'm going to go and fix the car and I'll be back and see you at tea time. It's like, let's do it together. It's exactly the same kind of thing. He wants us to join in with what he's doing. And so he invites us in. And so prayer plays a part in that. So God's trying, it's a mystery. I don't get it entirely. And we need to be all right with that. It's not all sewn up in black and white and we understand it all. God's brain is bigger than mine. But it is a question of, I am sovereign and I'm able, but I think what is even better than me doing it on my own is let's do it together. 
And that's why he asks us to pray. And as we pray, we change. And our attitude to other people changes. And us being more prayerful end up almost uh, kind of introducing more of God's presence in the classroom or in our friendship group because we're closer and closer to God and hearing Holy Spirit's voice and things like that. Suddenly, before you even realize it, he's using you more and he's answering prayers that you haven't even asked yet and all that kind of stuff. But also, sometimes he just decides... Do you know what? I want my people to pray. I'm going to do this, but I want you to pray for it. And because that creates even bigger stories for us to tell. And the wonderful thing about the Hebrew with the language, when God says he will do something, he's also saying at the same time, I have done it. He's, he's, he's outside of time. And so when he's asking you to pray for something, we're praying for something that we know he's going to give. And that kind of stuff as well. So here's a mystery. It's not all wrapped up. Sometimes we're praying for other stuff. He's like, I'm asking you to pray for this. You're asking for other stuff. We need to learn to hear our master's voice, all right? But it's an adventure that he's invited us into. Even if we don't understand it all, let's all give it a go, and you'll be very, very surprised. How's that? Yeah, wonderful. Any other questions? Quick scan. I feel like an auctioneer. Yes, mate. What's God's opinion of normal prayer, as in, I guess, in our mother tongue and praying in tongues? I guess I'm going to give that to you, Wendy. Okay, so what's the difference between just praying in words and praying in tongues? Good question. Leads me into the last bit. <laughs> um, okay, so I'll just I'll, I'll answer your question within going through what I was going to say, okay? So in the book 1 Corinthians 14, it talks about different gifts that God gives us, spiritual gifts. And the best thing about spiritual gifts is you haven't got to work at it. It's not like you've got to download Duolingo and every day, like my son's streak, Finn... What are you on today? What's your streak? Not going to tell me. Hundred and something days. He's learning Spanish. He's doing amazing. But it's not like Duolingo. You haven't got to put all that work in. Praise the Lord, because I'm rubbish at that. (laughs) Spiritual gifts are given to you for free from a loving God who wants to say, have a bit of this. And 1 Corinthians 14 talks about what is the gift of tongues. Now, it's a weird one, because... If you hands up if you've heard anyone pray in tongues. Okay, quite a few of you. If you hear someone pray in tongues, I mean it is mental, isn't it, really? It just sounds like the weirdest gobbledygook, and you think, what are they doing? And in 1 Corinthians 14, it explains what it is. It says it's the spirit in you talking directly to God. Okay? Now I don't know about you, but I am a maths teacher, not an English teacher. I run out of words. So sometimes when I'm praying, I'm going, God, thank you. You're amazing. Um, You're amazing. Uh, Can't think of any other words. You're amazing. (coughs) Gift of tongues. I haven't got to think. It says in 1 Corinthians 14, it's not about the mind. It's about your spirit talking directly to God, uttering the mysteries of the spirit. I mean, what are we even talking about? Who knows? And uh, the best thing about this gift is it says it builds you up. Sorry, my throat is just going. I'm just getting too excited, sorry. (laughs) Now, there's other gifts. 
which you can chat to your youth leaders about, that build up the church. But tongues builds you up. I mean, who doesn't want to be built up by God? I mean, it's amazing. So, I think I was shouting too much on stage today, sorry. So basically, tongues versus just praying in normal tongue, normal English or whatever language you speak, there's no real difference really. I think when you pray with normal words, it builds everyone else up. People can hear what you're praying. When you write in your prayer journal, you can see that God's answered it. You know what you're asking for. You know you're crying out and saying, God, help me with this. When you're praying in tongues, you don't know what you're praying. You know it's good stuff because it's from the Spirit directly going to God. It's going to build you up. It's awesome. But you haven't got a clue what you're saying. So I think that's the difference between both of them. And I really wanted to, I know it's a bit scary, a bit weird, but it says in 1 Corinthians 12 about if you want gifts, you've got to desire them. That's it. You haven't got to work hard at it. You've just got to desire it. So if you're here today and you're thinking, oh yeah, I want the gift of tongues. I want this gift that I can brush my teeth and do my hair and be thinking about my day while praying in a language I don't know what I'm praying but it's building me up. Yeah, maybe not teeth. Good point. I love it. I'm, I'm, I'm rushing around in the morning doing a thousand things. I can pray in tongues knowing that I'm built up for the day while getting ready. I love it. I love it when I'm praying for people and I don't know what else to pray for and I just go straight into tongues. Now, with any gift, God isn't going to come up to you grab your tongue and start waggling. I mean, that would be really scary <laughs> and uncomfortable. Every spiritual gift, you've got to physically step out in faith and do something. And with tongues, you've got to physically open your mouth and talk. Because when I've prayed for people and they do this, I mean, it's lovely, but it's not going to happen. I can 100% tell you, they're not going to speak in tongues. You've got to open your mouth and you've got to speak out. And I went to the youth a while ago and that's what happened at first. When I said, who wants tongues? People put their hands up and they all got into this position. And I was looking around the room and I was like, well, this is going to be painful. <laughs> I don't think anyone's going to speak because no one's mouths are moving. And then all of a sudden we got, I think it was Christian. He's not even here. But they've got one boy called Christian and his sister Grace and they came up. And they started speaking. And suddenly, they could speak in tongues. Then they went and grabbed their friends. And then they went and grabbed their friends. And then the next thing we knew, we had this whole prayer tongue chain thing going on. And everyone was praying in tongues. And it was amazing. Okay? So practically, firstly, you've got to desire it. If you want it, it's up for grabs today. God's a good God. He gives good gifts. And this is an awesome gift. If you want it, say, yes, I want it. Secondly, then you've got to actually speak. Now, it's hard. You think, well, what am I going to speak? I don't know this language, so what do I say? And I've prayed for lots and lots of people because it's such a thing I just love. It's just changed my life. I love praying in tongues. Uh, I tell people just to copy me or copy someone who speaks in tongues. Okay, so you're going to listen. You're going to hear someone who speaks in tongues, and it will sound ridiculous 
that you're copying some random noise that someone else is making. But I promise you, when you start by faith speaking some random words that you're copying someone, you will know it's of God. It will just flow and it might just be two words. It might be a whole sentence. You might suddenly go, gosh, I sound Arabic. What's going on here? Like, they all sound so different. And in 1 Corinthians 13, it says they can either be a heavenly language. So you could be speaking like an angelic language or a human language. And there's been some stories I've just praying that I'd love this tongue, where people get up and they pray in tongues and then they realize they've preached in another language that they couldn't speak. I mean, oh, Catherine's got a story. Go on, Catherine. um, So I was at a prayer meeting. It's not my own story. It's a friend of mine. But I was at a prayer meeting once and um, there was a, a girl sat here and a guy sat behind her. The guy sat behind her, started um, praying in tongues. He wasn't aware of anybody else in the room. It was just between him and Jesus. He was just really enjoying Jesus. The girl in front of him was having a really rough time. She was really doubting whether God was real and whether she wanted to continue kind of walking with Jesus. And um, this girl was Greek. And the guy, it goes from goosebumps, the guy behind her was praying in tongues, but he was praying in Greek. And he's from like Tunbridge Wells. <laughs> and he was saying, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. And he was saying to Jesus, I love you, I love you. But in Greek, she heard, I love you, I love you, I love you. And that kept her on, on track for Jesus. So if you're, if you're up for it, that could be, we could hear some amazing stories next year. That'd be awesome. So gonna, you're going to have to be brave here. If you think, you don't have to, if you're not interested, it's fine. But if you think, yeah, do you know what? I want this gift. Do you want to stand up? So if you think I'd like to speak in tongues this morning, you've got to be brave. Yes. Well done, guys. Good. Well done. Got the banana. Yes. Banana wants to pray in tongues. That's awesome. Okay. Awesome. So we've got some people who want to pray in tongues. Can you just put your hands up if you already pray in tongues? Hands up if you've already got the gift. We've got a few. Nice. If I could ask you, if you pray in tongues, just to stand next to someone. Don't have to know them. Don't have to touch them or anything. Just stand near them. So we've got some live praying tongue speakers near people. That'd be awesome. And what we're going to do is I'm just going to pray for you. And then on the microphone, I'm going to start praying in tongues. Okay? Now, if you've got someone near you that you can hear praying in tongues, start copying them. If you haven't got anyone near, you're going to have to copy my strange one. I'm sorry. Okay? But if you want this, you've just got to speak it. If your lips are shut, it's not going to happen. Okay? And the enemy is ready to tell you right now, you're not going to get it. It wasn't real. That was just made up. You need to have faith to believe that your mighty God gives good gifts and he's given it to you today. So don't let that enemy deny you this awesome gift, okay? So, Lord God, thank you for all these people who stand up and saying, I want this gift. I want to speak angelic languages. I want to speak other languages. I want to speak directly from my spirit, directly to you at all times. And I just thank you, God, that you're a God who gives good gifts, that you give good gifts. And I pray, give people faith to open their mouths and to copy. And thank you, God, that you're going to bless these people this morning with this gift. Okay, so I'm going to pray in tongues. You guys can copy me or whoever's near you. And that's just go for it, okay?
I'll get some water first. <laughs> okay. Shandarasir go shoyala gasiela mosunda da basera go shonana masira. Goda garasira da monosunda de biala go sunda na mayala mongo. Giela go koria seyala go sunda di biasunda da balaba. Sunda di go sunda di abashunda de gala go shonda da basanda. Kianda toto shonda da basinda da go sunda yala. Kianda da sunda da da sunda de gala sunda di yala lago. Gada siri gara sunda di masunda yala go su. Sara gara sunda di gala go shu yala gara baba. Sinda da basunda da basianda goro su di yala ga. Shunda da baka sienda da go shunda da gasira lo lugo. Gala goro go masia lo goro shunda da. Kienda da go shunda da balaka shunda da balaka sunda da da. Sanda da go shunda da garasia lo goro shundi ya. Sinda di gamo sunda da baba. Gudiala go sunda da gala go shunda da gala gara shunda da ba. Gunda da da shunda da la 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 go shunda da ba gashiyala goroso. Kya da da shunda da gara sienda na mana goro shunda da gara ga. Sunda da bala go shunda na mana sienda da goro shunda da gara ga. Siela goro shunda da ba siela goro sunda da na. Oh, Jesus. Jesus, keep going. Keep having a go. Believe that you've been given this gift. Believe that those weird words coming out are from God. Let's keep going for a few more minutes. If you're on the floor, you can just pray. You can pray in tongues. You can just thank God. You know what to do now. We'll just finish it off with prayer. Yeah. Kiata <laughs> Yeah, Lord, I thank you for everyone in this cow shed. Thank you for everyone who speaks in tongues already, who's learning it now, who is excited about praying. I just pray you bless every single person here today. I pray that their relationships with you get stronger, that they get into a habit of praying daily, weekly, seconds with you regularly, Lord. I pray you strengthen everyone's relationship with you, Jesus. Amen.